0: International churches are amazing. They are absolutely amazing. You've heard all the different uh, nationalities that, that are part of that church, that comprise that church. What's amazing is they get them for a year or two or three because they're constantly coming in and going out for university or whatever. But they only have a limited time. And in that limited time, they get to pour into these lives that are going throughout the entire world. International churches are unique And yet they are so incredibly important and amazing. So I would encourage you to, number one, pray for missions. But pray for your international churches. Because they are a tool that God uses to literally reach the world. So uh, the adversary knows that, doesn't like the international churches, but God's greater. Amen? Amen. I just want to talk to you just for a moment, and then we're going to have a communion, because this is Missions Sunday, and and we're talking about missions. Missions is one of those amazing things that each and every one of us, whether you realize it or not, you're a missionary. When Christ told his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel, he was telling you and I to go into the world and preach the gospel. And yet, missions happens Around the world in Strasbourg, and it happens around the corner in your neighborhood. Missions is anywhere that people are. You and I are called to be missionaries. When Jesus, in John chapter 4, Jesus is talking to uh, a woman at the well, his disciples and him, they're going through Samaria, which is above Jerusalem. And, and they go into a, a village. He sends the disciples into a village to get some food. And while Jesus was sitting at the well, a woman comes by. And he asks her for a drink. And she says, well, why are you asking me? I'm a Samaritan. And then he begins to reveal his, her life to her. And she realizes who he is. And, and then he goes on to tell her, I am the Messiah. And, and it's, it's amazing that this, this conversation that Jesus has with this woman... And she goes back to the village, and she says, "Man, you've got to come see this guy that told me every told me everything that I've ever done." And, and while she's in the village, her her uh, his disciples come back, and they said, "Well, Master, do you, have, you want some food?" And they said, "Man, I, I have food you don't even know of," and it's not like he was hiding a Snickers bar, you know. There was something else, and if you put that 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 scripture on the On the screen for me, please. Jesus was trying to help them understand that there there are some things that you can do in life, that missions work, reaching people in this life, is a spiritual food that can transform you, that can build you, that can give you a strong spiritual body. There's nothing like being able to share the gospel with somebody else. And so Jesus looked at his disciples and he said when they didn't comprehend what he was talking about with the woman and bringing her to faith, he said, don't you have a saying, it's still four months until harvest? He was looking at him and he's saying, listen, I'm taking you from what you know, and I'm getting ready to share with something that you don't know. That if you've ever taught school, that's one of the, one of the fundamental things you, you like to do. Is you, That's why we have review at the beginning of the year, or after Thanksgiving, or after Christmas, Because kids forget, and you have to remind them what they know, and then you take them from what they know into an area where they don't know. And Jesus is trying to help them understand, here's some things that you know. It's important that you start there. I had a student once, that, when we were in California, they had a lot of different uh, nationalities in the school, and I was teaching a Bible class, and I I was really young, and I was naive, and and we were reading the scripture, and and the word whoremonger came up. You can see where this is going, don't you? So the young man he said, he said, Mr. Red, what what's a whoremonger? So I didn't take the time to to understand that he had zero background in the Bible. So I just took him from the unknown to the really unknown. And I explained to him, well, this is like a, a guy that constantly thinks of girls all the time. That's all he has on his mind is girls, 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 girls. And he looked at me and said, that's me. I'm a whoremonger. <laughs> I learned. I learned you take him from the known to the unknown. And Jesus was looking at him and saying, here's, here's what you know, that there's a time for harvest when the crop is ready, Jesus is looking at him and said, Don't you know in four months it's going to be ready? And you also know that there's a window of opportunity for this harvest. And that the, and if you leave the, the harvest in the field, it will die on the vine. Because it only has a window of opportunity when it's ripe, it's ready. You don't harvest it when it's green, and you don't harvest it after it's rotten. You have to harvest it at the right time. And you have to have harvesters. Jesus was trying to help them understand that that there is some spiritual implications to what they knew. And when he looked at them and said, here's some things that you know about the harvest, but let me explain to you a little bit more. He said that there is a spiritual harvest all around you. That the field that you're looking at, people, whether it's it's in your neighborhood or at work or in the grocery store, wherever it is, there are people, and where there are people, there are souls, and where there are souls, there is a harvest to be brought into the kingdom of heaven. And that the spiritual harvest is always around, and we need to look beyond to saying, okay, well maybe later on somebody will be ready because. The Lord has people ready all the time. And that there's a window of opportunity. Each and every one of us, we get these great opportunities to be harvesters in the field. And it's amazing. And, and the reason why we get to be harvesters in the field is because Christ has called us. But we have opportunities. He, I truly believe according to Scripture, that God puts people in our lives that we get to speak life and hope into. He's called us to be harvesters. And here's the great thing about it. We get to share the gospel. And you say, well, I'm not very good at harvesting. I'm not either. In fact, none of us are. But we can all be great at it because he gave us the gospel. And you know what the gospel is? The gospel's life. The gospel is life. Of all the things in the world that are true, the gospel is true that Christ died for our sins, that Christ rose again, that Christ will forgive anybody that comes to him. It's real. It's true. It's life. It's the word of God. And here's the amazing thing. When you share the word of God, it's not your words that are doing the work in that heart and soul, but it's the, it's the living word of God that, that gets into somebody. You remember when you gave your life to the Lord and you invited him into your story, into the story of your life? And he came in and he forgave you, he pardoned you, he changed you, he transformed you, and he began this this metamorphosis in your life that you're being built into the image of Christ. You're being called and you're being developed and and nurtured to be the, the person that God really intended you to be. And just as he has called us and we invited him into the story of our life, He invites us, you and I, to be in the story of everybody else. That you get to participate in the life story of those around you. Who's the woman at the well in your life right now? Can you speak hope into them? Can you speak encouragement into their life? Can you you share the gospel? Because the gospel never fails see it's not about the work we do we're just a messenger it's the message that's powerful you say well I'm not perfect well join the club it's a big club everybody except for Jesus is in it and yet we're gonna be like him but here's the amazing thing. it's not about us it's about the gospel it's the gospel that gives life and he invites us into this. He so say, how can I be involved? Well, number one, you can pray. As, as Dale said, let's pray. Let's pray effectively. Let's pray fervently. Let's pray continually. When you understand the need, when you look at the field, it will give you a passion to really pray. But when you understand how powerful the gospel is, it will put a, a strong character in you that says, I can do all things through Christ. So prayer, you know, pray you can, you can go, you can serve, you can also give. We can I can't support one missionary on my own, but collectively we can. And collectively as churches we can. So we can pray and we can go, we can serve, and we can send. So my friends, I, I would ask you today, let's pray for the church in Strasbourg. Let's pray for the churches around the world. Let's pray for missions and missionaries, not just in the Alliance, but around the world. And let's just see what God does. Amen? Amen. I'm going to ask those uh, our praise team to come back, and I'm going to ask our, uh, those that are going to help serve communion to come help would you stand with me please? if you're here you get to have communion, if you're at home you're on your own, I'm so sorry Uh, communion Jesus told his disciples as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you do it in remembrance of me remembering what? is the real question And and remembering that Christ gave his body it was broken for us and his blood was shed for us what do we call that it's the good news of the gospel that Christ was our substitute that he paid our redemption and that his blood never loses its power that his blood pardoned and cleansed those 2,000 years ago. And it pardons those today. And it will pardon and cleanse people tomorrow. The blood is powerful. It never loses its effectiveness. It's the gospel that Christ died, that Christ rose, that Christ is life. And Christ will give eternal life to anybody and everybody that will bow their knee, bow their heart, and confess that he is Lord and Savior. And he has given us... That message. So today, as, as we prepare for communion, here's what I'd like you to do. I want you to think about the time that the Lord forgave you. That you invited him into the story of your life. And, and how he's transformed you and changed you. It's, said, it's been said and it's really true. Thank God I'm not who I used to be. And I'm thankful I'm not who I'm going to be. We're never perfect, but we're on the journey. And it's because of Him. It's because He is in your life. But as we think about that, and as we thank Him for that, I just wonder sometimes when we're thinking about missions, Lord, send me. Who do you have in my life that I can step out of my comfort zone and realize that it's not about me anyway? It's never been about me. It's about the gospel it's about the power of the Word of God so as we thank him for what he has done maybe we can just ask the Lord Lord here I am today and I recommit my life to the power of the gospel in me and to missions Lord use me send me help me to give Bless the efforts. Send me people in my life that I can share the gospel with. And give me the boldness to step out. I wonder if we could do that today. Would you pray with me?